Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
another episode of the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. I am your host, Midnight Star. What you heard was Kellyanna with Full Height of Our Power. The topic of today's show is all about covens. But first, I think I'm going to change the blog site. I don't think that I'll be with WordPress because it's so expensive to be on. I will keep you up to date on what blog site that I will switch to. If you do have a suggestion for me for this show, please let me know. Have you checked out the Midnight Star YouTube channel yet? If not, go there and star is spelt with two R's. While you're at it, please leave a comment on YouTube and let me know what you think of this show. For all you loyal listeners out there, please share this podcast via YouTube, Twitter, Amino, Facebook, SoundCloud, or wherever you can to your fellow pagans. I am still looking for more fans to join the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast Amino community. You can download the app for free on Apple and Google Play. Plus, I am still looking for new show topics, spirit guides, and dream symbols to talk about. If you have a suggestion, you can contact me through the blog, the Facebook page, the Amino group, through YouTube, and you can tweet me at Goddess Vault. Now for the events coming up, hopefully in your area. Two of them are new. Again, I can't find anything for Canada on Google. It's because most Canadians want to know what is going on this coming weekend, and this podcast takes two weeks to finish up. Also, most of the events are posted on Facebook, so it's hard for me to find any online. I don't get paid to do this show. I do have a day job. In saying that, if you live in Canada and there is a Yule or another event coming up in December, please don't just sit there and listen. Let me know. I've already given you ways to contact me. If you live in California in the States, the Daughters of the Goddess will be hosting Celebrate Winter Solstice in Paliahu, Saturday, December 21st, from 7.30 to 10.30 in Concord. The Daughters of the Goddess themselves are a Dianic female-only goddess temple. They honor goddesses of all cultures through ritual, ceremony, and mystery, and they are always looking for new women to join. For more information on this event, visit daughtersofthegoddess.com. If you live in the UK, the Pagan Federation will be hosting the Winter Solstice Open Ritual in London, England on Thursday, December 19th from 7.30 to 10. It'll be at Conway Hall. It's a ritual that celebrates the longest night of the year and the birth of the Sun King. For more information, visit pagan-village.co.uk forward slash dec.html. Again, all the links will be on the show notes and on the blog. Now for the topic at hand, covens. I am the type of pagan that needs a coven. I can't do my path without people. I tried and cannot do solitary rituals, yet I live in a small city where most of the people still treat it as a small town. I mean, everybody knows everybody type of deal. I lived in another small city in my youth, and that was more like a city. 
Now there was a coven up until our leader had moved to a bigger city to find a job. I don't blame him, but there was no leadership after that. I wish that I could have taken up the leadership role myself. However, I have led non-pagan group meetings in the past where out of 10 people who said yes, only one or two show up. That frustrates me. If you say yes, you are going to show up, show up. Yes means yes, not maybe. I took my time to book a place and say how many people show up to the restaurant owner, only to have two people show up. Those other eight people are just plain rude. I know that people are busy, but if you say yes, go to that event. But this small city coven just ended up as just a meeting with four people and others come and go and mostly discuss pop culture, but no rituals nor anything to do with paganism. There was one member who just wanted to do rituals but not show up to the meetings to discuss it. To my knowledge, people in covens help each other out with planning rituals. Of course, you get those in bigger cities that just want to go to rituals. That's fine. But in small towns and covens, everyone helps out. By the way, I have just been to a Lunasa ritual with three other people. So you can have a coven and do rituals with at least two people. Otherwise, I need to be in a coven. I wish that I can go to the nearest big city for a day to join their rituals, but where I live, there is no Greyhound or other provincial buses to take me there. The last one ended in 2017 because of provincial budget cuts, and that was the only one that offers round trips for a day. By the way, if anyone wants to drive me to future rituals in the big city, you know how to contact me. I can pay for gas. Here I am rambling on and on, but I'm still looking for a new coven to join. I'll stick to this script and talk more about covens after you hear Coven in Charing Cross by Coven. Thirteen cultists held a secret meeting Bringing powers of a darkness upon those who oppose them The chief of the circle, known as Micaiah's Drank the blood of a young baby Offered unto him They danced ecstatically They orchid frantically The demon had arisen From the circle on the floor The chanting was much louder And more piercing than
no children begot. The fiends they are seven, disturbers of heaven. They are seven, they are seven, seven they are. You are new to paganism, read all the books, and ready to join a coven, or you have been a pagan for years and just moved to a new city. How do you find one? This is something that I have experienced myself, both as a newbie and by moving to a new place. So where do you find a coven? Nowadays, the first place to look is on Facebook. There are tons of pagan groups out there that you can join. There are general ones. There are ones for your country and your local community ones. You just have to do a search. Other ways that you can find a local pagan coven online is through Witchfox and Meetup.com. If you're the type of person that doesn't like to be online, you can go visit a new age store, psychic fairs, or occult shops to see if you can find covens there, or even coffee shops or yoga studios. However, those are rare because most pagan covens are still in the broom closet. If you have a friend who is a pagan, that is better. They can invite you to a ritual to see if that coven is a good fit for you. However, if you don't have any pagan friends, your best bet is to look online and on social media. In the next segment, I will talk about how to create your own coven if you cannot find one in your area. Here's Alicia Bonnet and the New Moon Singers with Merry Meet, Merry Part. The circle be open yet unbroken. May the love of the goddess be ever in your heart. Merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. May the circle be open yet unbroken. May the love of the goddess be ever in your heart. Merry meet and merry. circle be open yet unbroken may the love of the goddess be ever in your heart merry meet and merry part and merry meet again may the circle be open yet unbroken may the love of the goddess be ever in your heart merry The circle be open yet on. 
I'm going back to the animal totem world to talk about the owl. If your totem animal is the owl, you have a deep connection with wisdom and knowledge. You're an old soul who has the ability to see what others cannot see. If owl is your power animal, you have the ability to sense and know when someone is being deceptive. You have to be on alert and look closely behind any guise that someone might wear. If owl is your totem animal, it's telling you that you should meditate in the darkness for a few minutes every night for the next couple of days. This is to see what will be revealed to you if you have any questions you want answers to. If you are facing a difficult decision, it's best to call on power animal owl to help you out there. You might also call on owl if you are currently going through a dark period in your life and you need some help going through it. Owl is telling you that your greatest gift is to foresee the future. Otherwise, it's a great time to tap into your own intuitive wisdom. And you can call on Totem Animal Owl to help with a new and challenging course that you are studying right now. This is a way to help increase your confidence in retaining your ability to learn this new material. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. Shadow sleeps along 
was The Eagle and the Owl by Mama Gina. When I was doing my research on how to create your own coven, I found an article online on things that you should consider before doing so. First thing to consider is a mission statement. What's the purpose of forming this group? It's not just to meet other pagans. For example, our mission is to educate others on the traditions of our path. Another thing to consider is membership and structure. How are you going to recruit others? Who would you allow in your coven? Would you allow adults only or everyone? For structure, do you want a clergy with a high priest and priestess or a president? One of my covens did elect a president every year, and they are only allowed to serve for three years. I mean, if you elect the same person three years in a row, that is it for them. You need a new president in the fourth year. This next consideration is a bit tricky, and that is meeting schedule. It's hard to find time for everyone to get together because everyone is busy. The other thing to consider is that if you want to meet eight times a year, or only for rituals and ethics, plus every pagan tradition has guidelines, otherwise rules and regulations. For example, we will not tolerate any form of hate or bullying within our group, or zero tolerance policy towards recreational drugs. Next is training degrees and education. How are you going to train newcomers to the path? Is it going to be through workshops? And how long will it be? Will training be three years? And what kind of courses will you offer? Membership agreements. It's a good idea to write down what to expect from members. Do you expect them to be on time and not pagan standard time? How are they going to contribute to the coven? Then you go about finding people to join. Now this is a problem for me since I have ADHD and I am not a patient person. But I'm trying to be calm and let others come to me. Otherwise, it's going to take some time to find like-minded individuals. Of course, the first thing to do is to recruit friends. Don't pressure them into joining. If they don't want to do it, let them be. To find more people, you have to go on to meetup.com or Facebook or Witchbox to advertise your new coven in your area. Once you have all the people, find a time and place to meet to discuss what's expected of you and them within the coven. Then you can go on from there. Maybe start doing rituals or training. I don't know. It's up to you. I didn't know before all this that there is so much to think about before starting my own coven. How about you? There are tons of articles on the web on how to start your own coven for you to look at. 
Here's Coven 13 with Book of Shadows. There are three in this week's dream symbol. They are child, childhood, and children. If you dream of your own childhood, it means that you want to go back to a life where you had no responsibilities or worries. An alternative meaning to this dream is a childhood anxiety that is yet to be resolved in your adult life. If you dreamt that you are a small child once again, it represents you feeling the burden of adulthood. To see a small child fall down in your dreams symbolizes lost innocence. If you save a child in your dreams, it's telling you that you are attempting to save a part of yourself from being destroyed. 
To dream that you lose a child means that you are losing hope. Children in dreams usually represent an aspect of yourself and your childlike qualities, otherwise your inner child. If you dream that you are separated from your own children, represents your failure or a setback in some idea that you had. To dream that you forget about your children symbolizes your feeling overwhelmed by your own responsibilities. If you dream that you are fighting with your children, it means that you are repressing your inner child. And to see children being abused in your dream signifies that you are lacking a voice for your own inner child. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming.
Here's another myth. This next story comes from foodgrainsbank.ca. It is called Stone Soup. There are different variations of this folktale. The one that I first heard of as a kid had three soldiers traveling to a village. Once upon a time, a wise old man decided to go on a journey. So he packed a small bag, said goodbye to his wife, and set off. He traveled all day without meeting anyone. When it was evening, he came to a small village. I think I'll stop here for the night, he said to himself. Near the center of the village, he met a group of people. So he introduced himself. I'm a simple traveler, he said, looking for a safe place to sleep and a hot meal. We'd be glad to offer you a place to sleep, the villagers told him, but we have very little food. Our crops were very poor this year, and there's not much to eat in the whole village. Most of us are just barely getting by. I'm sorry to hear that, the old man said, but you needn't worry about feeding me. I already have everything I need. In fact, I was thinking of making some stone soup to share with all of you. Stone soup? The villagers asked. What is that? We've never heard of stone soup. Oh, it's wonderful, said the old man. Best soup I've ever tasted. If you bring me a soup pot and some water, I'll make some for all of us. So the villagers rushed back to their homes. When they returned, one was carrying a large soup pot, another had wood for a fire, and others brought water. When the fire was going and the water began to boil, the old man took out a small silk pouch. With great ceremony, he reached in and pulled out a smooth, round stone. He carefully dropped the stone into the boiling water. The villagers watched eagerly. The old man began to slowly stir the pot, sniffing the aroma and licking his lips in anticipation. I do like a tasty stone soup, he said. Of course, stone soup with cabbage. Now that's really special. I might be able to find a bit of cabbage, one villager said. And off she went to her house, returning with a small cabbage she had stored away in her pantry. Wonderful, said the old man, as he added the cabbage to the pot. This reminds me of the time I had stone soup with cabbage and a bit of salted beef. It was unbelievably good. After a moment of silence, the village butcher spoke up. I know where there's a bit of salted beef, he said, and off he went to his shop to get it. When he returned, the old man added the beef to the soup pot and continued to stir. Can you imagine what this soup would taste like if we had a bit of onions, and perhaps a few potatoes, and a carrot or two, and some mushrooms? Oh, this will be a meal fit for royalty. And before he knew it, the soup pot was filled to the brim with vegetables of all kinds. Carrots and potatoes, mushrooms and onions, turnips and green beans, beets and celery, all bought by the men and women and children of the village. Not only that, but the village baker came out with some fresh bread and butter. And as the soup simmered slowly over the fire, the wonderful aroma began to wave over the villagers. And they began to relax and talk together, sharing songs and stories and jokes. When the soup was finally done, the old man ladled it out into bowls, and they all shared a delicious meal together. There was more than enough for everyone to eat their fill. Afterwards, they all declared that it was the best soup they had ever tasted. The mayor of the village pulled the old man aside and quietly offered him a great deal of money for the magic stone, but the old man refused to sell it. The next morning, he woke up early and packed up his belongings. 
As he was leaving the village, he passed by a group of children playing at the side of the road. He handed the youngest one the silk pouch containing the stone, and he whispered, It was not the stone that performed the magic, it was all of us together. Stone Soup by Heather Dale. Before that, you heard Castalia with Children of the Darkness. That is it for the show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have any suggestions for a song's show topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol, or you just want to like, share, or comment, you can do so on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, through the Midnight Star YouTube channel, through goddessvaultpodcast.wordpress.com, or you can tweet me at goddessvault. I'm going to leave you with March of the Modern Pagans by Rosencoven. Blessed be.
ancients begin to shift, and you enter into deep lounge, coming closer to becoming the proper modern pagan that you are. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.